Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine, and we have for this episode the artist Johannes. And Johannes is becoming a regular on the podcast just because he has designed so many album covers from bands, from everyone from the Guess Who to uh, smaller metal bands like Liege Lord uh, on Metal Blade Records. And recently, uh, for our fall 2023 issue, we had Leonard Skinner on the cover because they're on tour with ZZ Top, or they were, and they're continuing in their tour. Anyway, so Johannes, for a collector's edition, which you can only get in our store at shop.goldminemag.com, a collector's edition with an alternate Leonard Skinner cover, which is artwork by Johannes, a slip cover, also artwork by Johannes, and uh, an 8x10 professional print which is signed by Johannes, and it's, uh, again, it's artwork. This is all Leonard Skinner artwork. Uh, it's been on their album covers, and we'll go over that. And first of all, Johannes, how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. It was uh, great to be uh, back on the podcast again and talk to you, and uh, yeah. so it's a lot of fun. I know you'll be back again because there are other bands that, well, you're working on different covers, and You've just done certain album covers, but let's talk about Leonard Skinnerd. How did you come to meet Leonard Skinnerd? Um, their management and the guys in Skinnerd. Um, I know you know a lot of people know right now that the vocalist is Johnny Van Zant, and um, actually from Blackfoot is the guitarist uh, Ricky Medlock. Um, Medlock's been there for quite some time. Uh, yeah, fact, he it goes way uh, back. Yeah. yeah, he he was with them originally when they reformed, and then I think he left, right? Or maybe uh, you know I I don't know their history that well, but I think he either left uh, before they recorded their first album, or maybe he was on the first album. I'm not really sure, but he left, and you know then he went on to his own band, and I think they were the Outlaws, and um, so. They were always friends. They always worked together. They always jammed together. So it just made natural sense for him after Blackfoot, which was his band, uh, to come back. I met them. Um, actually, it was I had met the president of the record label, Tom Lipsky, at a convention in the summer of 1994, um, actually, was maybe for maybe 95 actually i think it was 95 um and after i had done artwork for the Omen brothers mm-hmm. um and uh tom had seen the album and he really liked the artwork so we met it was a uh of all places it was a heavy metal convention it was out in los angeles and uh, i was there because there was a number of projects i was working on i was introduced to him and he had started his record company, CMC Records. They just secured a deal with BMG, and he was looking, you know, he was putting uh, people in place. And, uh, you know, we hit it off, had a great discussion. He said, you know, I'd love for you to do some work for some of my bands um, and some of my stuff, except I don't have anybody signed yet. <laughs> the only thing, I think the only uh, act he had signed was uh, 
Ingwe uh, Malstein, <laughs> I remember, which I, I wound up doing artwork for Ingwe anyways later. Um, so uh, coming, I think, was the summer or so spring, actually, of 97, uh, I got a call from Tom and he said, hey, listen, you know, uh, I've got a whole number of projects and I want you to work on these. Uh, so you know, we made a deal, and it was it was a it was a pretty whirlwind next few months for me because I, in a period of two months, I did a compilation album, which was um, um, Steppenwolf, Blue Oyster Cult, Pat Travers. They all toured and Foghat. They all toured together, and they and and they released like this sort of each one of them doing a live track together uh to sort of promote the tour so that was my first project for cmc and then then it was sticks had reform so i was doing a cover for sticks uh Dokken, slaughter and um and and then litter skinner and uh, so i knew that the band had reformed uh a couple of years prior they were just starting to get back together again uh, and I didn't even know, I didn't know who was in the band. Um, their management at the time was one of their old managers and he was operating out of New York city. So, um, I remember I packed up my stuff and I went down there to meet him and that's how we started. Um, at the time in the original, at that band, uh, it was pretty much intact. In I mean, uh, a lot of the old, I mean, it was, you know, it was, um, uh, Powell on keyboards of the original member, um, Leon Wilkinson on bass, the original guy. They had Huey Thompson from the Outlaws on guitar, Gary Rossington, of course, who sort of ran the, the roost. Uh, John's younger brother was the lead vocalist, Ricky Medlock. Uh, and um, I forget the, the drummer off the top of my head. My apologies to the drummer. And um, it was uh, Gail uh, uh, Collins, uh, you know, which is uh, Gary's wife, was uh, in background vocals with uh, another young lady. And um, that was the band. And uh, the, you know, they were getting back together. And it was actually, it was going to be the anniversary of, um, of when the plane crash happened. Right, 20 years. Which yeah. Which yeah, comes to their ninth studio album, which you did right. artwork for, uh, was released in '97. Yep, and it's called Twenty. Right, and, and that's what it was to commemorate the twenty years since. Yeah, <laughs> right. And we have uh, in this collector's edition, you have we have an eight by ten professional archival print. Uh, that comes with the bundle, and maybe you can explain it a little bit. But the 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 cover is kind of like um, it's like driving into a Utah landscape, right? Uh, it's yeah, it was red rock yeah, formations. The artwork, the artwork actually. The what happened is I had some ideas of what I want to do. You know, uh, they told me the title was going to be twenty, but or actually, no, I didn't even know the title. Now that I think of it, I remember. Um, they asked me, they, you know, they told me just to come in, you know, bring my stuff and everything. So I drew up some ideas and I went uh, 
you know, so I went to the meeting in New York, we sat down, and uh, I was showing myself to the manager. I was showing him some of the ideas, and I thought they were pretty on target, although I didn't have a, an idea of the title. And uh, uh, Joe Boylan, that was the name of the manager. And he's looking at the stuff, and uh, they had released a prior album with a guy that I worked with a lot, Mark Weiss, which is a good, he's a great rock photographer. Me and Mark have done a whole bunch of projects together. Uh, they had released sort of like a live album. Mark had done the the artwork on that. Uh, so was, I was going sort of that approach, you know, that Southern rock thing. But he didn't really like any of them. So I said, oh, this, you know, I'm thinking of the back of my head. I've done enough pitches in my life to know that when this is going the right way or this is not going to work out. So I was feeling like, well, you know, this is, I'm thinking in my mind, you know, this is the, you know, I'm, I'm striking out here. This is, you know, we're not going to connect here and this is not going to work. He's going to call, you know, Tom and say, you know, listen, you're a designer and just, you know, he's not cut for this project. So just before I was sort of packing up, he goes, don't you have anything else you can show me? Any other stuff? I said, well, I've got all these, uh, you know, I've got a book, of some of my paintings. And he said, oh, can I look at that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm looking at him and, uh, so he's flipping through it. Um, I had just gotten back into doing, because uh, I design covers all kinds of ways. I do paintings, I do digital, I do photographic concepts, collages, you know, whatever it takes to get the idea done, you know, graphic stuff. Um, but I just started, you know, with the older brothers, I had done a painting and I started doing some more paintings. And he's flipping through it, all of a sudden he spots this image. Because what's that? And I said, oh, uh, so that was an idea I was developing for for another band, actually. Uh, he said, well, we have a song called Voodoo Lake. That looks like it. And goes, oh, I, and look at that. He goes, that's like, uh, that's like a free bird flying there, you know? Hmm. That's perfect. I'm like, I said, well, it's kind of, sort of more like a Western theme than a Southern rock theme. He goes, yeah, yeah, but, it, you know, West... It looks great, you know. Can can we use that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. He goes, yeah, I have some ideas. Let, let me show it to the guys. And, uh, and so, he, you know, he 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 this he, he couldn't show, back then, right? Uh, you couldn't, you know, you could only do faxes and stuff. You could send color stuff. You're talking the '90s now, right? Photoshop was just starting to come into into shape, and so on. So I remember I said, well, let me go back, I said, and comp it up in color and give you a comp with the logos and everything. And um, and then you could show it, which was the same process I used when I had done the Allman Brothers. Uh, when I did that, for them to describe the idea, I did a color sketch with an overlay where, where the logo was going to be placed and the lettering and everything. So they, they, it sort of looked like a, you know, a comp of the actual album cover. So you get a thing. So he's like, yeah, 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 great. So I go and I do it. <laughs> what I found out is all he had done, he had said, he had just made like a Xerox copy in black and white. And then he just sent a fax over to the band of the idea, which I don't know how the hell the fax came out looking like. So here I went to like all this trouble, this is like really high-end <laughs> color comps and everything. And all they saw is like, I mean, I could have drawn the thing with a black magic marker and it would make no difference whatsoever. And so, at least they, they get the artwork 
they call me up and they're like thrilled and they go, uh, something that I, I did regret doing uh, between us is, so he said, can I have sort of like in, like Mount Rushmore, the faces of the band members on the rocks? Ooh. And I'm like, I, I, I really, well, anyways, it's just my, I wanted them to be pleased. So on the actual pressing of the album, I sort of digitally, on the painting, I, I put in um, sort of the faces, ghost-like, of the uh, main band members that they wanted. Uh, but I always regretted doing that because I didn't think it worked as well as when you left the painting as it was. And as a matter of fact, in plenty of columns and 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 uh, reviews, including uh, our old friend uh, Monty Connor, who reviews album covers, you know, Monty, right. uh, uh, you know, he's also, you know, he had the wrong record label and everything, mentioned that how much he loved the original painting as it was and really wished that, you know, I had left it alone and I'd done the faces on that. And I told him, I agree, I always regretted it. And I'm thinking in later reproductions and copies and repressings, it's the original painting, which is right. what you guys have, uh, the print that we made. Yes. Uh, which is which is what I did. So um, so you guys are you know you begin to see it in all its glory. Um, yeah. So so a special customized mini print that I've done of that hand signed the original painting as it was that was used and it was I was massively popular. I mean uh, the band I I was they were ecstatic at the results. Sold a ton of merchandising. The, all the guys wanted to meet me so I went you know to the concerts I met them backstage they'll send me photographs hand sign you know thank you and um you know Joe said you know they were so overwhelmed They're like they were crying when they were looking at the artwork I'm like you gotta be kidding me are you serious <laughs> it was like well, I think it captures the spirit of the band right I mean you said that maybe it's not Right away, you didn't think it was Southern Rock, but it's the outlaw spirit that it captures of the band, uh, like a song like Voodoo Lake, which it captures perfectly. And they have a song called Traveling Man. Which, yeah. You yeah. know, again, that's like an outlaw type song. And, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that Huey Thomason was in the outlaws, but uh, it, you know, it just a lot of the songs capture that restless spirit you know, of traveling through the uh, Wild West wilderness, which this is, and, you know, they're making a new beginning. Uh, I know I'm tying this all in metaphorically, but they're making a new beginning. It's 20 years from a tragic, tragic scene in rock history, the plane crash um, uh, of Leonard Skinner and a fresh start and carrying on the spirit of the original band. And I, I just thought it was a nice piece and you know you can get the original artwork now in this collector's edition maybe you can tell uh the listener what kind of print it is it's an archival print it's on an archival yeah it's a it's an archival print it's it's a high gloss archival um uh, uh, silk paper and it's with a seven ink archival ink process so it doesn't fade and it's hand signed and numbered 
And uh, it, it was, you know, I when when I approach, by the way, to do these things, uh, being obviously a huge music fan myself, which is the whole reason I got into this into this business, is I always, when I meet with a band, I always try to put myself in the frame mind of their fans. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you, you know, I'm really happy you picked up on that because that's really what I try to do. I try to connect with the fans in 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 their thinking process, what they expect, right. how they feel about the band, how the music motivates them, how it makes them feel. So and I, so I want my visual ideas to reflect that, as opposed to imposing my own style or my own thinking on that. Right, and it's not just I that approach. sort of cowboy restlessness. It's more. It's also kind of tackles the Native American freedom. You know, freedom of a of all this land to be on before you know we came on it. And um, the album cover is like a fictional drawing of uh, of the Navajo Reservation, right, of Monument Valley. And so it's 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 wonderful. Yeah, it's got yeah, it's got hmm. sort of a sense of surrealism to it. But you're right; it yeah. it harkens that 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 spirit. That's I mean, really, the music of the song Freebird or, or their music sort of pretty yeah, much traveling man, yeah, the freedom, yeah, of, reflected. You know, yeah. um, uh, in my mind, or oh, Simple Man. Uh, you listen to their music. I, you try to do that. And uh, it, it, I guess we really kind of connected because then I became their sort of go-to guy for like the next six or seven years. Well, you did the next the album version. too, right? Yeah, I did the next album release and I did two compilation albums. Edge of, Edge of Forever, which is... Yeah, yeah um, the Edge of Forever really kind of continued the theme, you know, with the train, train tracks sort train. of heading off into, you know, into distance and... They they adore that. I mean, I uh, what was great about that one? I remember well, actually, for both. But they had these massive backdrops painted of the artwork, and it was just really cool to go see them live and just watch the whole stage, you know, transform into my my record cover essentially, uh, which was just really very cool. Um, well, the next piece of artwork that we included in this uh, collector's edition is on the cover and on a slipcase. Yeah. Guitar emerging from a swamp. And it's called. Yeah, that was for the uh, compilation of the best of Leonard Skinner. That, yeah, that, then and now it has old tracks by the original lineup and yep. post crash yep. lineup. Um, yep. And, you know, it's got songs like Saturday Night Special, Preacher Man. Uh, Voodoo Lake, which was on the album we were talking about, and of course, the classics like Sweet Home Alabama and Free Bird. And excuse me, I love this album cover because it, it reminds me again, you're in the wilderness, the swamp, and then you have this sort of guitar coming out of the swamp like uh, King Arthur's legend almost. Oh, you know, actually, that's pretty you. much what influenced it. Yeah, you're right. right. I didn't yeah. that. Because it was, uh, I think it was like, I think I seen the movie Excalibur when I was a kid, and I like that image like stuck in my head. Right. <laughs> grab of, like, this guitar. Grab yes, this guitar. guitar rising this out, of, out of the bayou, you know? Right. And you'll be free and powerful. So I really like uh, that image. Somebody actually um, named the painting. They called it "Free Bird on the Bayou." It's what the, you know the guitar being "Free Bird." It's, uh, 
paper on the body <laughs> was the actual was the actual title and uh you know the background came obviously from you know the roots uh you know that's why i picked that kind of background when i did that piece and it was uh that, that sold a ton of merch they love that image that they, they did yeah. really well we did uh, i mean we, i had a lot of fun with him uh we did all kinds of crazy stuff actually the craziest project we did together was there was a litter skinner christmas album that they cut yeah so uh the cover that i did was we had you know santa claus driving a pickup truck you know yeah 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 <laughs> and the litter skinner logo on the pickup truck and um you know in a snowy scape and everything oh, cr christmas and, uh, that was called christmas time again and yeah christmas time again christmas. right so i uh I, I did that i i remember i even designed a cutout that i have still in my office a cutout of the uh of the christmas time again display yeah. that cmc had done but um I, I tell you of all of the bands that i've met uh they were probably so nicest group of guys no attitude of anybody i've ever met and you know they had a right to gary rossington which you know breaks my heart we lost him this year um he was just one of the kindest guys uh you know always like you know share a joint with you you know yeah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah he come in and he was always like hey what's going on man he was always you know and it was a regular dude he, it's, the, it's the art it's the it's the artist dude <laughs> 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 maybe, you know you know they always nobody ever got my name right of course <laughs> right uh Ricky was Ricky always had a great attitude a lot of fun I, they were all just great guys they were so gracious you know it's weird you know it was, you go backstage you know they did like a couple of bands you know up, up here I went to Hartford to see them at the Meadowlands the place was a zoo it's like packed to the gills and the band I forget who the other band was they were touring with that year but uh, you know they, they got an attitude and everything, and they were no, but they were just the opening act. And you went back there, and these guys were like, you know, your long lost cousins. You know, back there, you know, they're like, hey, look, Johannes, we got brownies today. You know, <laughs> it's just you know backstage and the coffee and everything, and they were just they just couldn't be gracious enough, and it was wild, man. But uh, but and their fans, they just they loved their fans and it was just 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 a great great atmosphere great people i guess maybe they had gone through so much that they were just so thankful to be back doing it and everything and god bless them i mean they went on um to get bigger and better i mean i watched the audience grow all over again i think i mentioned that to you off uh, uh when we were having a conversation i remember the audience that they had and I, you know i was a surprise it was mostly you know middle-aged guys in their 40s you know 50s whatever you know truck driver gang you would know, call and, and you know motorcycle guys and everything come to see them by the last time I went there and the place was packed I saw a ton of college kids now all of a sudden and it's just you know they grew their audience again um yeah same thing with the Allman Brothers uh they it, talked about that yeah they talked yeah, about it's, that it's, in the it's great how they connected the you know? cover feature interview um they i think it was ricky medlock talks about how uh younger fans come up and say you know thank god you're here to play live because we would never get a chance 
to see Leonard Skinner music live on stage. And you guys have a wonderful connection to the original band. So it, it is great. And, you know, you had this, to be able to do this great compilation album too, then and now, and then, you know, that was a connection to the old original lineup too. And then there was another then and now too, a volume two, right? Yep. Were we you part of that? Yeah, I did that one also, which continued the theme right. uh, that we did. Two um, guitars locked. This time. Yeah, I don't know what's, what's. I mean, the only thing that I, I have not seen yet, and I'm hoping is um, a lot of the CMC releases, uh, a lot of them didn't make, you know, was, you, you were right in the smack of, you know, CD was king, right? And a lot of things didn't come out as vinyl. Now they're starting to come back out as vinyl. Like right. the Oystercall album cover that I did it just came out as vinyl, which is the uh, uh, Curse of the Hidden Mirror. So uh, I, 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 I think these all reverted back to Universal. MCA has them. But as far as I'm aware, there haven't been, which I think they're going to happen sooner or later, uh, which I can't wait, vinyl reissues of, or vinyl issues of these things. Because right now you can only get them on CD, all the album covers that I did for Skinner. I think uh, it's owned by BMG now, the um, company. I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe. But... maybe. I, 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 I thought most, well, CMC... Sanctuary sold, Records sold to Sanctuary. Right. Uh, that became the parent company that took over the whole catalog, and mm. but Sanctuary was sold to Universal. Mm. Uh, okay, Sticks is in the same boat. Uh, like I said, a lot of these things, and considering everybody, their mother, everything is being re-released out on vinyl again, either re-released on vinyl or or being issued for the first time that was never on vinyl. Yeah, thank God. I mean, some I, I uh, love CDs too, but I think you should have. A, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, Skinner has them. That. They they keep repackaging their stuff. Uh, Universal is, hmm. but it's always the first uh, decade. You know, the the 70s albums. They're right. not even touching the 80s or the 90s as of yet. Uh, and I I think there's you know when they do it, so this will be a great project for them to do. Uh, I think so too. And uh, speaking of audiences, the the something that I never would have imagined when I was a teenager uh, has become very dominant in our in our generation that we see now is it is what's happened to Skinner and all the legacy bands from Black Sabbath to Judas Priest to you name it, Deep Purple and so on. And that is the fact now that you go to these concerts and you do have a massive mix of audience. And lots of times it's you're literally seeing the dad, possibly even the granddad and the son mm. all going to see the same band. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean, think of it, you know, I, you know, you were into Skinner and you were in your thirties, you're a granddad now back in the seventies. And your son, who's a teen, you know, is into it now. You know, so you'll get you get like a really strange audiences. You know, you're 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 getting the full boat, and uh, financially, that is a boon for these bands, also. You know, because yeah, I mean, the older audience has the deeper pockets, and they can buy all kinds of merch items because it's a huge nostalgia uh, thing. You know, plus gold mines bread and butter. Oh yeah, uh, legacy acts, and you know it's like kind of like uh, how 
items become antiques or items become memorabilia after say 20 plus years uh that's what gold mine's about the the legacy artists the not just collecting but the music history the, the whole legacy of of an artist and um you, so that's why we'll be having you on again to talk about other acts like um well the controversial the guess who so <laughs> Who you oh, just yeah. did artwork for uh the new album we'll be talking to you about that and like you said you brought up the almond brothers and uh you know if people go to uh shop.goldmindmag.com and buy this collector's edition for 20 something dollars uh, it's worth it and uh it's it's on leonard skinner for the the fall 2023 uh issue expanded uh collection uh, in a bundle but there's also one that you did on the allman brothers uh last year i believe and that's a cool one to have too and i think there are a few copies left of that as well yeah there's a there's a lot of activity going on with the allman brothers a number right. of 20 bands that are out or members of the family and and so on and right a couple of the ex-members are, are still touring but the band's music is just uh uh, I, I, again, I'm amazed how, I mean, they were always great musicians, but I never thought they would be as big. I mean, I, you could questionably say that by the night, 90s, mm. the early 2000s, they had become as popular as they were back in the mid 70s. I mean, I mean, they, I, I watched them from one date. When I started working with them, they just had like one date at the Beacon to selling out for the whole month of the Beacon. And at outrageous prices, where those consoles were pre-sold a year in advance, uh, it was just incredible. Those tours. Uh, well, what I like about this Leonard Skinner art too is that, of course, it's great. of course, the Leonard Skinner albums of the seventies are classic. But um, I think that some the artwork of the reformed band and the band that's uh, currently out there, there's there was some wonderful pieces of artwork. That includes your work and Southern rock fans should check this out because in this collector's edition, they get two pieces of artwork, right? One on the cover and slip cover. Right. You, yeah. You, you have get the, uh, the slip cover. We have the uh, his package. Yeah. Right. And then, and then the print is obviously the uh, stuff. Uh, you know, but you know, the thing though, that I, I want to point out the difference though, between the Allman brothers Skinner, uh, why they grew in popularity. Well, even another project that we did together that you're selling, we forgot to also to mention, I can bring these guys into the picture, is Uriah Heap. Yes. Uh, and we have that also. The reason all these guys are all doing very well is uh, is that they're not just a nostalgia act. They mm. are creating really, first of all, they're playing incredibly well. And they're creating really great music. Uriah Heap, God bless him, is still turning out amazing records. You know, the Omens, um, you know, were sort of reborn after Dickie left the band or fired. You know, you have your choice. And then along comes Derek Trucks, and it just reinvigorated the band. They got back into their jam roots, and they just, I mean, they were just on fire at night and created some great new music including the record that I did where it all begins. There's some great classic music uh, on that. Uh, 
same thing with um uh you know uh, same thing with skinner those i mean 20 it was a really good album you know uh, yeah. and, and 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 so was Edge forever they just had great tracks uh so you know these guys you know these bands they continue the tradition i mean uh, even deep purple i mean deep purple had a rebirth it's another band i worked with in the 90s uh a complete rebirth you know when they had steve morris come on uh it, it and i think that that has a lot to do with it uh that you know you're just you're not a jukebox that goes out there and plays the hits but what you do and how you perform and it seems that all these guys learned their chops when they were young countless years of playing in bars and playing gigs and learning their craft and it's just an ability they have not lost and that's another reason why i think these bands are so relevant today and doing so well yeah um, plus know. they kick ass live too let's face well, it well that's it that's it and i you know and we're you can fault a lot of the contemporary acts a lot of them um they're sort of manufactured in my opinion um not everybody but a good number of them were there's so many techniques in the studio where you can harmonize and do this and do that and cut and paste and so on and you can sort of you know manufacture a song but mm -hmm. At, you know, when you, you go live to play it, if you don't have the experience, you don't have the know-how, you don't have the ability, and it falls on its face. Uh, and th that's when you see these bands. You might like the record, and you go see them live, and they, they just they just don't connect. And the reason why is you you just can't earn that experience, as opposed to someone like Deep Purple or Jethro Tull or you know, who played for countless for years just learning their craft before they broke big you know before right. they made it well uh, thank you once again for coming on the podcast and uh listeners don't forget to go to shop.goldminemag.com to get the collector's edition of the fall 2023 it's on leonard skinnerd and uh we also have a couple others which you know there's one on zz top and there's one on the eagles but right now we're talking about the leonard skinnerd one which has artwork by johannes um so we'll be talking to you soon man and how hey, man, that's uh, people, cool. anytime you want so it's very cool to, how, to talk to how you can uh, your fans of your artwork get in touch with you we, we want to make sure we keep pushing that uh, out dangerousage.com is my website um You'll find, you know, updates. Obviously, you know, from there you can connect to my Facebook page, my Instagram page, uh, and then obviously there's a store where you can purchase uh, canvas reproductions, uh, hand signed by me and retouched prints. Uh, there's even very special limited edition artwork that's hand signed by me and the bands. Yeah, uh, and you, you can purchase those serious yep. collectors' items, artwork, prints. Uh, the whole shebang you know whatever you like uh you know we're uh we're not you know we're artists here you know get our, uh, our hand <laughs> it's always good for the uh 
it's always good for to, to help out a bit, you know. So we always appreciate it. But uh, the real fun is 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 the fans and hanging out with you guys and right. talking to you and so on. Uh, right. Well, thank you, Hannes. We'll see you again soon on the podcast. And and listeners, don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for other content that's not in the print magazine. The print magazine is now quarterly. Um, and it's titled by season, spring, summer, fall, winter. Uh, you get it. <laughs> and um, you can subscribe, too, if you go to goldmymag.com uh, to get the four issues a year. And we also have the shop, which we talked about, shop.goldmymag.com for exclusive items. All right. Well, we'll see you soon on the Goldmine Podcast. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.